John 14, 5 to 14. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. For now you, from now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does His work. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works of the works themselves. Truly I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Let's pray. Wonderful God and Father in heaven, we thank you for your word, which is truth, and that we can know you, not just know about you, but that we can actually know you. Father, help us to know you better every day so that when we finally see you face to face, we will not be surprised. Father, touch my tongue and my lips. Let your words come into our hearts today and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. There was a lady comedian some years back. I never liked her. Let me put it like this. I try to always like people. I didn't like her style of comedy. But she she had a certain line that everybody knew it was her. She would say, can we talk? And that's what I want to say to you today. Can we talk? I just think we need to talk about this. In this passage, Jesus asked Philip a question that that cut right to his heart. A question that I believe speaks to the heartbreak that Jesus was beginning to feel at that moment. I'm going to reread it, and this time I'm going to read it from the New International Version in John 14, verse 9. Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Time. You know, it's a question that he could very well ask the church today. After 2,000 years, do we know Jesus? I know we know the church or what the church has become or what we believe the church is supposed to be, but do we know Jesus? I know that in a lot of cases we know about Jesus. We could tell people a lot of scriptures about Jesus. We can tell people about some things Jesus said, but that's not the question today. The question is, do we know Jesus? Have an intimate relationship with Him? He could say to us the same thing He could say to Philip. He could say, I called you. John John 1, verse 43, the next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, 
follow me. He can say to us, do you remember that day? Do you remember the day that I called you, that you heard the Scripture, that it finally touched your heart and you said, I really need to follow Jesus? He could ask us that question. Uh, He could say to us, I gave you a reason to live. In chapter 1 of John, verses 45 and 46, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus could say to him, Philip, do you remember that enthusiasm? Do you remember when you said, I, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And you were told, come and see. And you went with enthusiasm. See, and then your enthusiasm was increased when you finally saw that I am who I am. I taught you to trust God. Trust in God. John 6, 5. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? Do you remember that lesson, Philip? Do you remember when I asked you, where are we going to get bread? And you looked puzzled at me. And then we got the loaves and the fishes and they were increased and we had food for everybody. Do you remember that, Philip? Do you remember when I taught you to trust God that God will supply your needs? Church, do you remember that? Do you remember when you when there was that great lesson that came to your heart one day and you said, I just really need to trust Jesus. He's going to supply. Times are rough and times are tough, but God will supply. Jesus could say to Philip, I made you a close associate in John 12, 21. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. He was such a close associate with Jesus that people came to him and said, Show us Jesus. Take us to Jesus. Have you ever had that happen to you that someone said, I don't understand Jesus. I don't understand church. I don't understand any of this. Would you show me something? He could say that to Philip. All this I've done with you and for you. Do you remember the feeling? Do you remember what it was like? Don't you know me, Philip? Church? Don't you know me? Can we talk just a little bit about that? Don't you know me? After all that I have done, Jesus would say to us, don't you know me? You know how to listen to the preacher tell you what the Bible says. A lot of people know how to do that. How to get the opinion of maybe your spouse or your mother or father, your friends or co-workers on what is right or wrong with Christianity and what is right or wrong with the church. But Jesus is the one who called you out of darkness. Colossians 1.13 He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. It's time that we start listening to Him. We're listening to all these voices all around us. We're listening to the news. We're listening to other people's opinions. Sometimes we're just listening to a preacher. It's time that we listen to Jesus. That we pick up our Bibles on our own 
open them up every day and listen to Jesus. If all you did was open up your Bible and turn to the red letters, if you've got a red letter edition, that'd be a pretty good thing, wouldn't it? But there's so much more because everything in the Bible is about Jesus. From beginning to end, that's one of the things that we pressed home to the boys at, at preaching camp a few weeks ago was that everything in the Bible from Genesis 1-1 to the very end of Revelation, it's all about Jesus. Everything comes back to Jesus. That when we preach, it always needs to come back to Jesus because the Scripture is about Him. It has to point back to Him. And so pick up our Bible and listen to Jesus. That's what we need to do. You know how to make a living. But Jesus is the one who gave you something to live for. John 10.10 10, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Just making a living. For the sake of making a living, that's, that can be pretty dull. That can make us pretty unhappy. But we have something to live for. We have a God who is alive, a God who gave, gave His Son for us, who died, was buried, resurrected, is coming again. We have a reason to live. So it's good to know how to make a living. My, my dad didn't teach us about Jesus. To be honest with you, the only time I ever remember hearing my dad pray was Thanksgiving. It was the Thanksgiving meal. And he prayed in King James Version when he did. Now once in a while when we had guests at the house on a Sunday... Uh, he would ask, be asked to pray, and I remember he would pray then too, and it always amazed me because I never, I didn't know he could do that. But the one thing he did teach me was how to make a living, and I'm very grateful for that. But you know, how to make a living and not know how to live, that's a sad thing. And I think that's where a lot of people in the world are, and I think that's where a lot of people in the church are. They're making a living, and that's become so important to them that they've forgotten how to live, and that they have an abundant life in Christ. It's time, if you're not already, to really start living like a believer. It's time to start living like a real Christian, to start living for Jesus every day and realizing this is our, this is our main reason to wake up every day and say, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Who do you want me to talk to about you? How can I work you into a conversation with somebody today? because you're my reason for living. Give me an opportunity to do that. Well, we know how to trust money, don't we? We know how to trust our possessions. Quick, we need to check our wallets, check our purses, make, make sure that we're covered by the FDIC, you know, as if we can trust that anymore. And uh, uh, make sure that, that uh, no one's getting into our accounts and getting our our money out and everything else, we and make sure we've got everything we need. You know, houses today are so much larger than what they used to be. Uh, for the for common folks, and I'm going to call all of us in here common folk. You know, not the very rich people, but houses are so much larger because we've got so much more stuff. And you know, you can only deal with what's in one room at a time anyway. Uh, our youngest daughter has found out how much stuff they had from moving from a three thousand square foot house to a 900 square foot house and uh, getting rid of a lot of things. And, and, and uh, Beth and I have talked about that, about downsizing and, 
And a lot of people are doing that nowadays and finding out that, you know, sometimes you can be pretty happy with a lot less stuff. But we know how to trust in our money and our possessions. Jesus taught us how to trust in God. John 14, 1, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in Me. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be worried about the possessions and the things that you want and, and uh, what you're going to have when, when, you, when you don't have a job anymore. You know, plan, I don't think there's anything wrong with planning, but don't worry about it. Trust in God. If God's taken care of you so far, don't you think He'll take care of you to the very end? I believe He will. Matthew 6.33, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you comes back to that verse, doesn't it? A lot of things come back to that verse. Uh, just like a lot of things come back to that narrow passage, you know, <laughs> that we were talking about earlier today. A lot of them come back to this verse that we have to put the kingdom first. That if we put God's kingdom first, then God's going to take care of things. I don't mean be haphazard. I mean be honest people. Put the kingdom first. You know, the happiest people in the world are people who know how to give. They really are. Uh, you think about any stingy person you know and, and, and tell me that they're happy. Uh, they may have a lot more than what we have in some ways, but I've never met a happy, stingy person. This trust in God. It, it's time that we start trusting in God with everything in our lives. All of our possessions, all of our money. I'm not saying don't keep something to live on. I'm just saying trust in Him and if you're not a giver, learn to be a giver. You'll be a lot more happy. You just will. Find a way to give. Uh, certainly, we want to we give a, a minimum of 10% to the Lord's work. I mean, that's Scripture. But that's really just handing back to God what belongs to Him. And I don't think, my grandfather taught me this, and I believe it's the truth, I've always believed the truth, that really our giving to God doesn't start until we get above the 10%. And that may be, we give it in church, or we may find some poor person in need. We may find a family member that just needs help to go see, maybe to come see you. And just say, you know what? I'm going to send you some cash so you can come see me. And giving is a wonderful thing. So let's trust in God with our finances and our possessions, with everything we have, and learn to be happy givers for the Lord. Now, you have friends. Maybe you have many friends. You talk together. You walk together. You share life's experiences. Maybe you do it every day. Maybe there's somebody you call every day that you love to talk to. It might be a sister. It might be a brother. It might be another family member or just a friend that used to live near that you love to talk to. We have friends we love to talk to on the phone. And, and uh, hardly a day goes by that Beth isn't talking to her sister at, at least once. And so we have these people we share our life's experience with, but Jesus is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That's what Scripture tells us. He is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Isn't it time that we start walking with Him? We've, we've been happy to walk with friends and family for a long time, and we don't mind having a seat and visiting with Jesus once a week for an hour. But what about walking with Jesus every day? Getting up, as I like to say, as you scoot off the bed in that, in, in that nanosecond between the, the time you're sitting on the bed and your feet hit the floor, 
hey, God, catch me for another day. And let him catch you. And when your feet hit the floor, make sure there's two sets of feet, yours and Jesus, and start walking with him every day. And be conscious of it. Every day saying, I'm going to walk with Jesus today. I'm going to walk with him. He's going to be my closest companion. He's closer than a brother, so I'm going to stay close to him. The time you sit down and had a real heart-to-heart talk with Jesus. I think Jesus, He might be saying to you today, can we talk? Can we talk just a little while? When was the last time you just had a good heart-to-talk? And I, I know you think, well, I'm busy. I've got phone calls to make. I've got to go buy groceries. I've got, I got work to do. You're not too busy to have a heart-to-heart with Jesus. It'll do you good. If you haven't in a while, it'll do you a lot of good. <clears throat> you know, you let everyone in the world direct your thinking. I think most people do. Uh, the people in the world direct our lifestyle, our morals, but Jesus is the one who called you. Jesus is the one who called you. You may be killing yourself trying to get ahead, trying to make more than a reasonable living, trying to work everything out so you got the money you need to live on in retirement, whatever it is, but you haven't learned how to live the abundant life Jesus taught about. If all you're worried about is trying to get ahead and making more and more, yet Trust in your money, you trust in your possessions, but you have a hard time trusting Jesus with all that you have. I think most people do because this world is so set and this country is so set on possessions and having things. And we just got to learn that, you know, we can live without everything else. We just can't live without Jesus. One of the favorite things that happened to me that my kids have never forgotten. We were riding along when they were all small. They were in our van. We were living in South Arkansas. And I was talking to the kids about turning off the cable TV because there's just a lot of junk on there and they were kids. And then where we live there, we, we get PBS, which back at that time was actually a decent thing to watch, not so much as it is now. And, and then we could get videos or something. And Carrie, our middle one, she said, we can't live without TV. <laughs> oh, that did it for daddy. <laughs> I said, oh, we can live without TV. We can't live without Jesus, and we're fixing to prove it. And her brother and sister never let her forget it. That we went years without cable TV because I wanted to make a point that we can't live without Jesus. And we need to learn that. We need to trust in Jesus. You know, you keep contact with friends and neighbors and even distant relatives. But can you remember the last time you really had that serious talk with Jesus? I don't mean when, when it was time to have prayer in church or maybe a blessing for your food, but I mean seriously sit down and talk to Him. I was visiting with someone one time, an elderly person, who told me they were laying in bed and they said, I just don't know, I don't know, how, to, I don't know how to pray. I just don't know how I want to pray, but I've never really felt like I knew how to pray. And I got this somewhere else, and I don't remember where I got it, but I told them, and later, some years later, they told me that they had used that from that time and helped them. I, I got a chair that was in the room. I pulled it over, and I set it beside her bed, and I said, just pretend that Jesus is sitting here and just talk to him like you would a friend. 
And if you have a hard time talking to Jesus, if you have a hard time just, you know, you start praying, you get real formal about it, maybe pull up a chair and just say, all right, Jesus, have a seat and let's talk. And have your Bible open. You can sit down in his seat. He won't mind. And, and maybe let him talk to you a little bit from the Bible. And you just talk to him like your best friend, like a friend that's closer than a brother, because he is. It's time that we answer this question that Jesus is asking today. Don't you know me? Even after I have been among you such a long time. I'd rather walk with God by faith than to walk alone by sight. I'd rather walk with God in the dark than to walk alone in the light. Do you have a close personal relationship with Jesus Christ? That's a question to answer. I always say, I look out here today and I know everyone in here. But I'm going to do what we told our boys in camp to do. Never assume you know your listeners. And so I'm going to say again what I always say, that to receive Christ, we need to believe in Jesus, repent of our sins, confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and be buried with Christ in baptism. And that invitation is open to you. And if there's a decision you need to make today, maybe you just need to say, I want to pray about this getting closer with Jesus so that I really know Him, not just know about Him. You can come up today and I'd love to pray with you. And we'll just take this time of invitation and offer it to you right now to make that decision that you need to make for Jesus.